Welcome back, everyone. It is Friday, December 15th, after market hours. Uh, welcome back to NYU Grad's daily podcast. I will try to do this in under 15 minutes. Lots to cover today, but I'm going to be calling this flip flop because after a very strong FOMC day on Thursday and basically the world declaring that the Fed has pivoted, we are now seeing a flip flop from folks like the New York Fed president, John Williams, who went on CNBC Friday morning and was basically saying, we aren't, are not talking about rate cuts. So who is lying? They're all talking out of uh, both sides of their mouth. Um, I'm going to cover this in a little bit, but let's uh, not deviate from the format here. So today we had a very strong 734 new highs versus 124 new lows. We had 32% of shares advancing versus 63% declining. That's not good. So that's a little bit of a pimple. Um, we still have a uh, very respectable 21% under the 50-day or 34% under the 200-day. When I take a look at the tape and how prices acted with the indices, the Dow actually uh, opened down and we barely got above yesterday's close during the lunchtime Algo Fest. Uh, around 1.30-ish, it sold off. The NASDAQ opened above the previous close and was bullish all the way until about lunchtime, right after lunch, New York, and then sold off. And the S&P uh, opened down just like the Dow. It tried to get above yesterday's close uh, through lunch and then sold off after lunch. Now, at the close of the day, all three rallied close to the high. Uh, for the Dow, it was the high of the day. Uh, the others were trying uh, and didn't get there. Um, when I take a look at some of the Magnificent 7, Microsoft was up 1.3%. You had NVIDIA up 1.1%, Google up 0.48%, Meta up 0.53%, Amazon up 1.73%, Tesla just about 1%, and Apple was down about a quarter percent. Um, looking at some of the sectors uh, for Friday, oddly enough, the only sector that was truly green was tech. It was up 0.48%. Consumer cyclical was up 0.2%, and everything else was red. Uh, I believe this is probably just a take a breather from yesterday's buffet um, and people just needed to take a breath and absorb all of the gains from Thursday. So that's the mechanics of what happened on Friday. Uh, we only have like nine sessions left in the year, um, but I'm going to very rarely give you kind of my opinion. Uh, I try to keep my opinion out of it, to be honest, because it doesn't matter. My opinion really doesn't matter, but because um, the market's not going to act on my opinion, right? I, I am along for the ride. But looking at historical performance, 
the 2007-2008 great financial crisis, uh, some of the action during the COVID crisis. It seems to me that and, and one of the main reasons I'm saying this is, is only two weeks ago, uh, Jerome Powell and the Fed were saying, we're not thinking about cutting. We're not even thinking about thinking about cutting. We still have to fight inflation. No one believed them. No one believed them. We rallied. And two weeks after that, yesterday, Jerome Powell is basically hinting at three plus rate cuts next year. He showed the dot plot. He might be the most pessimistic of the whole group, but everyone on the dot plot is saying three plus cuts in 2024. Then Wall Street is roaring higher on Thursday. Everyone's declaring the Fed has pivoted. Uh, but then this morning, the New York Fed President John Williams goes on CNBC, and I'll post a clip where he's saying, we're not talking about cutting rates yet. This is too soon. So they can't even get their own shit together. Um, I honestly do believe this has everything to do with end of year. I honestly believe this has everything to do with bonuses of CEOs, fund managers, uh, and everyone that is uh, feeding from this well of higher asset prices. Um, we'll see what happens after the new year, but that is my suspicion here um everyone who has fomo are, are, are basically chasing this market i today on the real estate side have received over eight spammy type emails all from new home builders like toll brothers pulte lennar uh and, and one real real estate agent uh everyone is saying look it's time to buy now we have multiple show home, model homes, fully furnished that you would love to live in. Come look at it. Uh, teaser rates of like 4.99 mortgage rates. Um, you have to buy now before the next uh, bull run in home housing prices in the spring. There will be multiple bids. Uh, you're gonna, not going to have the opportunity again in your lifetime. All of this is going on already. Um, I think this is setting up to be a very big pullback uh, that no one expects because no one expects it. You know, and all the bonuses that are going to go out at the end of Q1, it'll be euphoric. People on Wall Street, they're going to get another house at North Fork, Long Island. On the West Coast, Silicon Valley executives are going to go buy that dream house at Incline Village at Lake Tahoe. Uh, the minions are going to go out and get that Cybertruck or that Ferrari. You know, the doors that go like this, maybe they'll go to the Lamborghini store. Uh, but this is going to be a very heavy hangover. And let me tell you why. Because... This whole time that the Fed has been fighting inflation and saying we need to raise rates, we're combating rates, we have to stay higher for longer, it was in efforts to fight inflation and Jerome Powell kept saying, you know, my hero is Paul Volcker and he killed inflation, I'm going to do the same. Right? No one can refute this. This, this was the narrative. 
So this was all going on because you know asset prices were going higher. People had too much liquidity. People had too much wage growth. People had too much money. Uh, all the spending during COVID uh, and the and the free money that they were doling out caused inflation. Well, what's going to happen now if the Wall Street is telegraphing three to six rate cuts next year? All stocks go higher. Home prices get multiple bids. Uh, people start going out and buying $150,000 Ford F-150 trucks. Um, people don't get laid off. That's inflationary, no? And the U.S. dollar falls from 100 to 90 or 80. This is all inflationary. So stick with me here. So let's say, let's, let's press fast forward. All the Wall Street bonuses have gone out at the end of March 2024. Inflation is raging. Right, uh, we have an elections coming up. Everyone's complaining about inflation again, and the Fed goes on the podium. Jerome Powell goes up there and says, "You know what? I'm here to save the day. I can do this. I have all the tools necessary. You saw me do it in 2023. I'm going to kill the inflation dragon. I'm going to raise rates by 50 basis points. I'm data dependent. This is not going to happen on my watch." Who the hell is going to believe him? He couldn't fight inflation before. Why would we believe him now? So I have a hunch that the next time inflation rages, whether it's next year in 2024, 2025, after the elections, before he is up for it, I think 2025 is when his job is up and they have to find a new uh, Federal Reserve chief. Uh, who's going to believe the Fed can fix this with 50 basis points, 100 basis points, 200 basis points, you know, 7% interest? There, If inflation rages and you see the dollar tank and you see gold and crypto fly, they're going to have to come back with 9% plus Fed funds rate just to keep up with inflation. They might have to go to 15% to truly fight true inflation, not the BS inflation numbers that they report. Uh, so that's what's scary about this. They've pretty much admitted that their inflation fight is over and everyone's interpreting this as they want. But you shouldn't be interpreting this way. They're saying that the interpretation is the Fed pivoted because they realize they cannot fight this inflation. It's too big of an opponent. If they truly fight it, they're going to kill their Wall Street friends with 10, 15% Fed funds rate. That will kill inflation, but it will also kill Wall Street and, and, and the powers that be. That's what's going on right now. Um, and I'm basing this on history and, and facts. Do I know that it's happening? I'm pretty sure. Do I know the timing of all of this? No, I do not. Uh, but I can give you areas of the market to watch. I've been saying for this whole year to watch yields, watch breath, watch Magnificent Seven. Now you need to add to this. You need to add currencies. You need to add 
watching the US dollar against other pairs as well as just the dollar through the DXY ETF uh, you also need to watch yields okay and any of the commodities that are sensitive to inflationary pressures like oil because if you see oil gold copper uh, go higher that's inflation if you see home prices go up that's inflation and if you see inflation get really bad it will force the Fed because it's an election year it will force the Fed to fight it or try and they're gonna have to come back before everyone votes to try at least pretend they're fighting it and they're gonna have to raise rates again but we'll see I could be completely wrong but I'm at least giving you the uh, areas and, and triggers to watch for but uh, another one that I saw on uh, social media uh, I follow Lance Roberts, who I found through Adam Taggart on Wealthion, and he had posted a chart of the S&P SKU DEX. It basically, you can Google it. It's uh, made by, uh, these SKU DEXs are made by a company called Nations, and the SPY SKU DEX uh, basically showed that in its history, it has never been this complacent. It is a uh, barometric reading, like the weather, of how many people in the market participation have insurance against SPY. Like, does anyone have insurance just in case SPY goes down? And it's never been lower. So I looked up the SKU decks for the NASDAQ. Same thing. I'm, who's who's surprised, right? If the spy is that way, so is the Nasdaq. No one is covered with insurance. Everyone is on the long side. Everyone is an Apple, Nvidia, Tesla, and everyone is just holding their breath, praying that Jerome Powell and the Fed will save everybody. This is very dangerous times. Very overbought. Maybe nothing will happen before the end of the year because there's a vested interest to keep it this way so everyone gets their bonuses. But after the new year, first, second, third week, expect a pullback of some magnitude. And then keep watching yields, keep watching the Magnificent Seven, but keep watching oil, the currency, and inflationary commodities. If you see inflation rise, you can expect the uh, at least the perception of fighting inflation again. Even if they don't, even if they raise rates again and they are also spending on the government side, on the fiscal side, like, like bananas, the attempt or the perception will happen. If they truly want to fight inflation, you're going to see rates above 7%. Just to keep up with inflation, they need to raise it above 7%. Um, I think this is going to be a very tumultuous 2024. Uh, with that, uh, I was sad to see because I am also a gearhead. I've had many, many cars in my life. 
Um, I've never owned the Camaro. I've had the Ford Mustang 5.0, um, as well as a General Motors uh, C5 Corvette. I love cars, uh, even being in New York City. Um, but I saw news that GM is killing off the Camaro. This isn't the first time that this has happened. Um, but sad to see that. Um, all right, that's all I have for today on Friday. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I will see you after we get back um, after the Monday session. Have a good one. Later.